What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. Here I am in beautiful San Diego, sitting in my office, looking out the window, not a single cloud in the sky. It's 80 degrees outside, February 9th. What a beautiful, amazing place to live, San Diego. Anyway, welcome to the show. This is Average, the podcast about average people who have above average stories or perspectives to share with me or to share with you or to share with anybody who's going to listen. My name is Stephen Smith, and I'm your host. My guest today is Mike Robrock, and we will be discussing the summer that he had last year. Mike went to 15 music festivals last summer, and if you've, even, if you've been to even one festival, you know how awesome, but also how exhausting they can be. I thought the interview was going to be about how much fun that he had, and it was, but it also got a little bit deeper than that. It actually gets quite emotional, and I think that a lot of people can relate to him on this one. People who are really into the festival scene and the plur lifestyle, that's peace, love, unity, and respect, I think these people feel the same way, that it just goes beyond the music. I won't spoil anything, you'll have to hear it for yourself. So here's my interview with Mike Robrock. You are listening to Average with Stephen Smith. And... We are officially recording the next episode of Average, and my guest today is Michael Michael, Michael Robrock, or Big White, as I like to call you. Thank you. Thank you. How are you doing, Steve? <laughs> I'm doing good, bro. We just had some awesome food. I made some crockpot chicken. It's delicious. Put on, put on a sandwich and some vegetables. It's a good meal. We're drinking a fantastic beer, Lagunitas Brown Sugar. Mm-hmm. It is my favorite beer of all time. It is the one that made me decide to start drinking good beer. It's so it's really good. It's from Lagunitas, which is brewed in Petaluma, California, and it's called Brown Sugar. Anyway, let's get started, bro. All right. What do you want to talk about today? Uh, let's talk about what I've been up to for the past year. Um, I've been going to music festivals and large raves and small boutique festivals and have done about 15 in the past year. That's right. We're going to talk about the 15 music festivals you went to in one season. And how old are you? Uh, 35. Just turned 35 in October. 35 years old. Went to 15 music festivals this season. It's quite a feat. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, bro, and you just, you love it. It's the best thing. Absolutely. Um, it's like finding church. It's like finding church to you. Yeah. It's just been such a great, all-encompassing experience. Um, it's what makes you happy. Absolutely. So it's, you, just, you just do it because it makes you happy. Yeah. That's just, awesome, bro. It's great. And just so many other people there have the same mindset of just being there to enjoy life and be happy and just doing it because it makes you happy we we actually have had that as a theme on a lot of the episodes that we've done uh mustachio was all about doing what makes him happy he was so funny i don't know if you listen to it he has harry potter raps he just likes to write his own harry potter raps and he raps them and his rap alias is oh my god it's horcrux deluxe <laughs> oh that is oh my gosh and that's... his whole episode was just talking about like do what makes you happy Fuck everything else. Hell yeah. <laughs> so music festivals ha- is what makes you happy. And you did 15 festivals. And I love live music. It's like 
one of my favorite things, honestly. We try to go to music, some kind of live music, a couple times a week if we can. Absolutely. And I've never gone to 15 music festivals in one season. I don't know if I've done maybe three or four, like, but 15 is crazy. At 35 years old, I love it, man. Absolutely, it's I love it too. So what do you what do you want to say? Do you want to talk about how you first got into it? Um, yeah. So life has its ups and downs. Um, if you ever watch the league, there's a quote from Peter: "If you're single in your 30s, you have some baggage." <laughs> Fact. Such is life. Um, you know, but it was right before I turned 30, I moved back to PB. Um, I'm a San Diego local, and you know, I've never taken for granted living here, and it's nice to know your happy place. Hell yeah. So came in, good place, um, good neighbors. Um, over the first few years, one of my really good neighbors, talking to him right now. What up? And uh, actually, you were a big, uh, one of the inspirations for it, because when I first met you, you were still doing a few festivals. Um, you would really talk about um, shows you there's a lot of new music that I was exposed to by you. Oh, cool. um, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah pretty lights I'd never heard pretty lights until you know I heard it when you played his stuff and I started listening to it and yeah um, That's when I kind of started quizzing you more about When you started and you mentioned being in Boulder and having Red Rocks right there How could you not go see a hundred shows a year totally and pretty lights is so sweet for people that don't know he is like He's a DJ, but he does, like, soul-inspired music. That's what he says. It's, like, his take on soul music. And he mixes in some, like, hip-hop, like, classic hip-hop, like Biggie and Tupac and, like, even, like, 50 Cent, I think. He's got, like, some sick stuff with, like, very soulful music. So it's something strange that a lot of people haven't heard of. Absolutely. He plays with a full full band. He, like, writes the music for all of the six instruments, I think, and they perform it with him on stage with, like, horns and drummers. It's awesome. Oh, absolutely. And um, that was when I really started to see the progression that um, had been made in electronic music. And um, just having the job I got in that time, one of my supervisors, um, you went to Coachella with her once, Madison. Oh, um, yeah, I know Maddie. Yeah, she was my supervisor. And uh, at that time in the company, the employees had a lot more control. So um, we would get BS incentives to pile up coins for a wheel where most of the rewards were time off of some sort. That's cool. So she had like two months like piled up. So she was going off and doing some festival stuff and just having fun. And I was hearing a lot of interesting new music there. And so the combination just really reopened me to it electronic peaked, it music and live your, music. It piqued your interest. It caught your eye. It got your attention. Absolutely. It really did. So you just started listening to music then? You just like would go on YouTube or Spotify and just listen to bands that people talked about? Absolutely, I'd listen to those. Um, I would really plug in some older influence music into Pandora, and it would come back with some really just good funk music, um, good electronic music. Um, started hearing some of from Pretty Light some of the electronic music where it's live and electronic, like uh, Grizz and Big Gigantic. Yeah, totally. And I just the explosion of the uh, styles of music just drew me in. And then just randomly, right after my 34th birthday, um, my friend Nick, who you know, we were we saw another friend. They showed me an advertisement for Hard Day of the Dead, and it just looked like such madcap mayhem and fun that I just made it happen. Um, sold off some old video games. What for was tickets. the first festival you went to? 
It would be a hard day. Not, not so much hard day of the dead. The year before, I had gone to um, the Desert Hearts Festival, a boutique festival with a friend, but it was... And that's in the desert. That's kind of like Burning Man, but smaller. Yeah, a really small burner community. Um, the second time I went there was great, but the first time it just really felt awkward. Um, kind of felt like being out of my element. wasn't all that fun, and at that time... <clears throat> Sorry, a little of a clamp. No, just kidding. Um, no, but at the time, I had just been going through some stuff in life and kind of had recently had some realizations that there were some things in life I really wasn't aware of. Um, things that I learned through a work class that turned out to be like Calm 101, where I learned the idea of having a relationship with yourself and the idea of knowing your emotional health. And yes, yeah, at 34, those concepts hadn't really come by me yet so that was kind of eye-opening so I did what you should do and I started talking to someone and I started working on things and it was having a great upturn then and things were really coming out of the dark and feeling good and then I was just like this looks like a great time I'm in it came, it came at a very pivotal moment where you needed some kind of an, like a way to escape and music is just so freeing. Yeah, exactly. And just it was like, yeah, that's awesome. And the other thing is, um, I hadn't really, I hadn't really looked much into electronic music culture. Um, when I was younger in college, I had friends who promoted on the underground scene in LA. So I'd gone to some warehouse things, but it just wasn't, didn't fit me at the time. So I didn't really go back to it until I'd started to hear really good music. And then we went to Hard Day of the Dead. A friend I took me just told me we're going to have fun. Trust me. We got there the first day. And he gave me a banana costume. And just the little thing to put some face paint on. was like, all right, let's go rage. <laughs> and being six foot six and in a banana costume. That's a giant banana. Man. People love Banana Man. <laughs> you just got hugs all day long. Hugs, high fives, just just an outflowing of positive energy right at a time where I was really... You just absorbed it. It's not even that I was receptive to it. And it hit me, it hit me right in the good spot. And I just had the time of my life that weekend. Um, it was Hard Day of the Dead, so it was over Halloween. And... I love any chance to put on a costume and party. I've been that way since I was an undergraduate in college. Totally. Costume parties are awesome. Just dressing up in anything is awesome. It's fun. Absolutely. I mean, even the most basic, I remember one friend, whenever we have a party, it would always become an impromptu hat party. Totally. We went down, when Comic-Con was in town, we didn't even go to Comic-Con. We just dressed up in costumes and went downtown to walk around Comic-Con, like just even outside into the bars because there's so many people down there. And we're oh. just like, let's rock costumes. So I rocked a superhero costume with an American flag bandana. I love it. <laughs> love it. I mean, yeah, Comic-Con is just, that's one of those free zones. Yeah, it was awesome. So I get that. Banana Man. Yeah. And that became your kind of thing? Yeah, that for that weekend, I, we did it twice. Um, I just made a lot of, met a lot of really cool people, made friends with, saw them the next day. Um, even... Just the things you never think would happen. Um, I was just up in front because I had helped float someone in a wheelchair up towards the front of the crowd. Oh, that's pretty fun. 
Yeah. Kind of, kind of terrifying. You know, it was, it was a large throng of people. I wonder if he was having fun or if he was, like, shitting his pants. Uh, he looked like he was having the time of his life. He had That's a good awesome. view. Yeah, I'm sure. Probably the best view he's ever had. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I also just thought that was cool. Just, like, everyone just, like, being nice. Um, I'm really tall, so the first time I was there, the first group of people I met, there was a... Just some tiny girl who couldn't see nothing but everyone's back, so I was just offered throw, throw her, it up. Yep, throw it up. Get up there, girl. Up she went. She had a six daisy foot back. six. Just put in some girl that is looking at nothing but backs and shoulders on top to just see the world. Yeah, and that's pretty cool. Oh, it's crazy. It's the, within an hour of getting there, and I'm up on the big screen in front of 25,000 people with some tiny girl with a flower on her back like getting a close-up this is all the first show still yeah this is the very first thing like the camera found us and just liked us and just it was great one of the djs pointed me out in the crowd it was and i was doing the thing like an nfl player to hype people up just because i was feeling great energy and he says people this banana in the front needs your help and i Later in the night when I found everybody else, they're just like, were you that banana that he was talking about? That's funny. So yeah, the whole weekend was just fantastic. Um, the next night, the whole cliche of uh, being baptized was being up front for base nectar. That's what they say the baptism is, is being at the front row of a base nectar concert? Pretty much, just because he's so different. I've heard that before. I've heard that he... Um... People say that people that are like big Bass Nectar fans say that he ruins all other shows because after you've been to like a really late night Bass Nectar show, like especially like at Red Rocks, they say it's just shows are not the same. <laughs> people that are really big Bass Nectar oh, yeah. fans. I mean, they definitely can be very fanatic about it. I thought it was great. Just the way that the force of the bass up there hits you. Thank goodness for earplugs. It like it was a full body like visceral experience. You just feel like all the air was just whizzing by you. Yeah, and plus being um you know being at 35 now from the 80s like it's it was the exact same energy of being hit by heavy metal when they had two bass drums just going at lightning speed. Totally, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good. That's a great first show. That's like an epic first show. Yeah. So, so what was the second show? Was it like? Did you leave and find where was the next festival I could go to right away? Not I, at that point. I just was you know a sponge. So I I, I endorse best300.com. That's a great blog. Um, great contest. Great community. Best I 300. Enjoy. I've never heard of it. Fest 300. Oh, Fest 300. Yes. Um, I endorse that one. It's great. It's um, just like a forum of people. That and great, um, great write-ups, great rankings of the festivals. Um, what the one we'll talk about in a li- in a while, Electric Forest. That's where I really learned about it and sort of decided that was going to be my field trip. Um, how far how far forward is that from the first show? Uh, eight months later. And how many shows in between? A lot. A lot. What's okay? Um, but the next one was a festival called Desert Hearts, which is like a boutique festival, 3,000 people, um, sort of like a mini Burning Man as a chair immunity on an Indian reservation. 3,000 people, I'm trying to get like um, like my head around that number. What's 3,000 people, other, what's another show that's about that size? 
Um, three thousand people. That would be. What about like at um at Petco? If they did a concert at Petco, would that be three thousand people at a baseball stadium? Or uh, is that way less? Oh, it's way more on a base. That baseball stadium, especially on the floor, that would be sixty thousand or so. Three. No, 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 no. It's not. Sixty thousand. Sixty thousand is like I think like forty thousand is total capacity of a baseball stadium. It's not that much. It depends on if you have seating or if you have GA on the field. Yeah, I'm just just on the field. I'm yeah. wondering how many of that people. It's probably about three thousand. That'd be interesting. Okay. But, um, anyway. Yeah. So a small festival in the desert. Yeah, and I'd gone to it the year before, but different place in life, so it was just different experience. But this time, um, I got there with a friend and managed to meet somebody who's a good friend of mine now who had been referred by the guy I went to Hard Day the Dead with. Made good friends with him, and it was just camping for three nights. And it was very different because it's one stage, and it's all house music for just 72 hours straight. <laughs> It plays for 72 straight hours. There's music never stops. Yeah, the uh, every two hours is a different set. Do people sleep? Some people. We I managed to. Um, I just happened to get camped with some people who had sort of designated camping, which was 500 feet from the stage. So the entire time I was there, there's just the background. Whoop 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 whoop. In your tent? Everywhere. <laughs> Does the camping around the outside of the festival, like in a perimeter ring, around um, that main stage, or is it kind of separated? That one was more like a um, like a teardrop. Some people up around the stage, but then a very sort of long stem coming down cool, in the though. woods of all the camping and car camping. Awesome. That was so. That was your next big festival, and it was just as mind blowing and life changing as the first one. It was in terms of the excitement, no, but in terms of just. Um, the openness in terms of just sort of really... You just felt that same energy once again. It just kind of reinforced everything. Yeah, made some really good friends. Just had a great time and uh, just came back sort of solidified thinking, this is really fun. I definitely want to do a couple more of these, not really knowing where that was going to lead at the time. You're addicted. Yeah. <laughs> you totally are addicted. Mm-hmm. It's an expensive, junky habit. You know, it's it's rough. <laughs> um, cool. So, what's the next one? Well, the next one would be the next year. Um, it started up again um, at Beyond Wonderland in March. Um, but before then, things kept getting better. Yeah, and no, I that's what I meant. What's debt. the next one you went to, or what's the next big festival that you want to talk about? Oh, next year would be uh, Beyond Wonderland. Fast forward, um, things are on the up and up, and I'd cleared up all my debt the year before. So along with going to this Beyond Wonderland festival, I was invested in a few others because I'd figured out there were payment plans. Very easy to budget for and plan for. And you also, I mean, you, you book it so far in advance, right? Like you can plan your whole summer out way, way before it's even there. Absolutely. And all you have to do is put your email address in and then you know when to log in at work or at home to get the tickets at the cheapest they are. Yeah, they make it really easy for you. That's good. Oh, it's great. It's like that's one side of it is that there's an easy way in if you just pay attention and look early enough, and it's worth it. Totally. Yeah, because festivals are expensive. Yeah, especially if you're trying to do it on a whim. Yeah, for sure. And then you got to like, if it's not local, you have to either drive or more likely fly. And if you have to work on Friday or Monday, you have to take those days off. Like, it's not easy to 
15 once again 15 festivals in one season which is remarkable thank goodness i live a healthy (laughs) lifestyle because that's where all the pto i can't even believe it dude that's like what was it what's festival season like maybe eight months seven months march to october seven months yeah 15 that's two that's two a month that's every other weekend you're going to another festival that's crazy that's awesome sometimes it felt like that which was the furthest one away um, Rothbury, Michigan for Electric Forest. For Electric Forest. Yeah. And is that the next one that we're going to talk about? Um, soon. Actually, the fa- actually not beyond Wonderland. The weekend before Wonderland was the very start of festival season. Okay. It was hot as balls. And I went to this brand new festival called Fingers Crossed with my good buddy, Steve Smith, who had been festing for a long time, who I was really, really, really excited <laughs> to go to a festival with. Festing for a long time. <laughs> I, yeah. would never, I would never explain <laughs> explain myself as I've been festing for a long time, but I do like live music. Absolutely. <laughs> so I, I've been to a couple music festivals. Yeah. Um, yeah, Fingers Crossed was a great one, man. Um, I would say that's maybe my favorite venue I've been to. My favorite new venue I've been to, for sure. Red Rocks is the best venue ever, obviously. But... This one is pretty fucking cool. It's like not on that level, but it's right there. It's it's great. It's right on the bay on the steps of City Hall in downtown San Diego. The main stage looks to the airport. So you have airplanes landing like basically over and behind the main stage all night long, which is sweet, but it's not too loud and it doesn't matter. It's fucking cool. And then you got the whole bay, the whole ocean or the bay, like yeah. a harbor, harboring you, so, or uh, bordering you, rather. So there's, like, all these boats, and you have yeah. the sun setting, and it's got the fountain that people dance in. It's, like, so freaking cool. I can't even explain it. It's, like, if you have a chance to go to this, it's City Steps. It's, uh, What's it called? Fingers Crossed. No, no, no. I'm sorry. The venue. Oh, the venue. It's um City Hall. Um, it's, like, no, City Hall City something. Hall or Waterfront Park. Waterfront Park. Waterfront Park. That's right. And it's right on the steps of City Hall. And fingers crossed, yeah, in San Diego, if you live down here. Yeah, they did a, a fall one, actually, which they... Did you make it to that one? Yeah. Yeah, the fall one, they improved it, they used the space better, they made the stages better, they they addressed everything that was an issue in the first one. It's The bathrooms make sense, the water stations make sense, there's phone charging stations, it's not too crowded, it's like, it's so well done. And it's absolutely worth it, because the lineup is great they have a great philosophy for their lineup yeah it's good and it's also like not necessarily huge names but names that you want to see and it's like a great kind of um it's a great place for them to play for us it's really cool oh yeah it's, it's a great good... platform for them is what i was looking for absolutely and it's a great crowd number it's a great venue and um the people i know have mentioned the philosophy of it was no headliners so kaigo Oh, Kai's great. Um, I, I that's agree to that for the second one, um, but that inaugural one that was the philosophy. So that's that's why the entire main stage well, Empire, was live. Empire of the Sun played though. They're great. And, and that Chromia. was the head, that was the headliner. I think Empire of the Sun was. Absolutely. That was the first time I've seen Empire of the Sun, and they are so cool. I saw them in Denver uh, too, um, just like maybe a couple months ago. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, they're so good. It's such, such a production. I know. It's really like I think. I don't know if it's you or someone mentioned it, but definitely there's a lot of the same energy from Bowie when he was young and just mm. that sort of presence. Yeah, it's definitely inspired by Bowie. Yeah. I think that's 100% accurate. It feels like that. It's very over the top. Yeah, and just it's 
it's a good aggressive where it grabs a hold of you and has fun with you. It's that guy, the lead singer. It basically is him dancing on stage and all the production has made it to look like he's actually a god. Yeah. And he's got like all these dancers like worshiping him and he's got this bright light like behind him. Um, that's something that Brie pointed out to me. She was like, this whole production makes him look and feel like a god. Like it's basically just feeding his vanity. <laughs> but I love that shit. I yeah. think it's cool. Absolutely. Like if you're talented and, it, and not everybody has presence, if you have it, use it. Yeah, the other part of the band doesn't even perform, I think. It's it's like two dudes, and the other guy just doesn't want to do that, so the guy does it for both of them, but mostly for himself. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. That's, so, fingers crossed. Yeah, that was just a great, fun time, and, um, you know, finally tried social media again, so put some, some of the stuff on the Instagram. Was that the first festival that you and I went together, the first music, live music? Yeah, we had we'd missed shows instead of, like, the little shows at 710 Bar. Yeah. And that was a great time. Cool. Just yeah. So that was just really putting me positive energy. And um, as you put it, how do you do it? If you've said so many times, the very next weekend, I had Friday off for two days and two nights of camping, like rave festival at the Insomniac uh, Beyond Wonderland production. That's up in LA. Uh, San Bernardino. San Bernardino. Yeah, at the uh, Glen Helen Pavilion there. Um, it's a big venue where they can put multiple stages and tents oh, in. Oh, man. I feel like after a camping festival like Coachella, I'm sick for the next whole week. I like because I don't sleep and you're dirty. You don't shower. You like try to remember to use hand sanitizer. Yeah. <laughs> like one thing that I will say that is great about um, just the ones that I've gone to that were the big ones this year, almost all of them, there was a free shower. Yeah, but you wait in like mad lines for it. It's all about timing. Yeah. You got to be up there like 5 a.m. or 6 a.m. or something. Or you just got to be lucky like Coachella this year and have your camping spot be a direct line of sight to the showers in the shower line. That's cool. Have you seen the people that will travel with like a little portable shower? It's just like PVC pipe framing with a curtain and a bucket of water and a pump. Yeah. That's so sweet. There's so many. I can tell you one thing from really, really getting addicted to car camping at the festivals there are some very, very creative MacGyver folks out there. Totally. Yeah, and they got the time probably to do it. They're just like, this is... I feel like people that go to Coachella every single year, you meet those people that have been doing it, and it's like their big event of every single year. Yeah. Like, I met this one dude that was like, had been like nine times. It was his ninth Coachella. I think there's only been like 10 or 11, maybe even nine. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah. it's like his thing. Him and his... I think he was married. I don't know. People that just like, they take it really serious. My friend Carly and... Um, Jordan, they're they're married and they that's like their big thing too. And Kelly G, her big thing, like they had 25 cars or something like that in one group for their camp yeah. spot. Like some people just they some people take squatting up to the next level. Totally. Um, what we what happened really quick was um at Beyond Wonderland um I went there and did the car camping and I went with a group um at Hard Day of the Dead at Base Nectar. I met just this one kid really cool girl named Lindsay um, did the shoulder thing when she needed a picture all that jazz but we stayed in touch and then for Beyond Wonderland I went camping with her and her friends and kind of just became the instant uh, rave fam as they call it so yeah from then on a lot of these big camping festivals I went with the uh, same group of kids where we just all had the same vibe and all had the same good time together and really 
were able to look out for each other and make sure everyone had the best time at every festival. Yeah, you guys just like each other. You guys just became, like, awesome friends. Yeah, and it was really funny because throughout this whole festival season, all those really close kids in my Ray family, none of them old enough to buy booze. <laughs> They're all under 21, every single one of them? Pretty much. And, like, you know, I was just, like, instant rave dad. <laughs> You're the... <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, you're their rave dad. That's yeah, cool. I mean, do you buy them beers? I, I, they, I handle bringing in like the thirty racks. They, <laughs> like, we make sure the cash is handled beforehand. <laughs> Bro, <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, um, which is really great. Um, really good, gregarious kids. So every time we'd pull up to a festival to camp, as soon as we opened up my friend's suburban. It was just everyone coming out, just looking at everyone else who was pulling in and parking, and just immediately, neighbors, neighbors, friends, 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 and every time we camped, all the people around us were just always, luckily, the same kind of awesome, where they are just there to have a good time and meet people, so we always had really fun campsites, and I always made new friends at all the times we were camping. It's just, the family grew. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Yeah. And so it started there in March of Beyond Wonderland when I first went camping and really found that that was just one of the most fun things I had done. Um, like I said, I've just always had a healthy lifestyle and just always have been hyperactive all my life, so the kind of kinetic energy meshed well. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, you're just, you're young at heart. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that was a great thing about being in that environment was it being pointed out to me by somebody that really open, positive, free-spirited people connect and age really doesn't matter when people are that sort of same kind of person. Kindred spirits. Absolutely. I think we've had this discussion before. Um, just for the record, um, Steve Smith, he is one of my best friends and I consider him a kindred spirit because there's so much of his life that I've seen a great bit, sort of not paralleled but definitely mirrored my life at his age in those stages that's they say what is it I feel like people think so highly of themselves I'm gonna take that as just a huge compliment <laughs> <laughs> thanks bro absolutely absolutely like so yeah that was just a really great experience too and just really really brought who I was become who I'm becoming and who I became more into light you know is just sort of a great family feeling and just really just the emotional side of it was just really strong and it's just a great group feeling and just the insanity of it all especially the insomnia events the production value and just the amount of stimulation going like they do a great job they run a good they run a tight ship absolutely and they always are just like their set times always start on time it's, it like ends on time like they run a, a great production it's not sloppy yeah and they have so much going on that you're really doing yourself a disservice if you try and bring your phone out and take a picture or a video of it. Like, you're going to miss so much. You're a purist. You don't want to, like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but you don't want to, like, watch it again and remember it? I will be honest. There's plenty of videos I've gotten for two reasons. Um, When it's awesome, just things that have, the visuals that have blown my mind, I'm, I got to capture it. I finally upgraded my droid for the next season. That's got really great uh, manual and high def. I think your I feel like your phone does have a really good camera. I remember thinking that before. Yeah, this one's great. And um, so the other thing that happened was I would take videos and just put them on Instagram, just 
from my line of sight when things I just thought were awesome. And I just got really lucky in that my perspective and just obviously having the height to have a clear shot. Um, a lot of times some EDM blogs or some of the actual DJs themselves would like it or leave a comment on it. So, on your on your photos? Yeah, and so then from the videos and photos, you know, it's, you know, it's... You just it, feel like you have these connections with everybody in the, sort in, the, of that. in the scene. Yeah, and there's a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of a modern-day millennial ego in it in that, um, you know, it's the same as just, like, internet money. It's like, oh, yes, I have all these internet followers yeah, who you're pay like, attention uh, to what I take pictures of. That shit got 400 likes, and you're just like, what? Yeah, exactly. It's like, I don't even know who this person is, but that's the best compliment I've ever had. <laughs> Thanks for the attention. Exactly. <laughs> Your string of emojis means so much to me. That's funny. So you have like a you have an Instagram account that you like to post stuff to? Yeah, um, I'm not really active on it. I just really post things that I think are funny in real life. You just mostly do stuff from shows? For the most part, or it's just, you know, I've been very lucky to be in the right place in the right time a lot of my life. Plug away, bro. What's your Instagram name so people can follow you uh robrock bottom that's robrock bottom yes yes r-o-b-r-o-c-k-b-o-t-t-o-m <laughs> okay i mean i have like no listeners so nothing will probably happen but maybe someone's gonna love this shit and they're gonna follow you you never know i mean i do look like you know a large ridiculous character of a human being on there <laughs> six foot six big white <laughs> screen name or instagram name robrock bottom yep. look for the banana suit banana man absolutely and um i'd say that's another thing that's definitely obviously a, a so sort of like a golf handicap and advantage to it is standing out like that being literally like head and shoulders above the crowd and loving wearing a costume you're like very noticeable in photos i feel like i've seen you you've like pointed out or tagged yourself in these facebook photos with like you can see very clearly see you in a banana costume near the front row, like <laughs> in different photos from like major DJs, like high definition, actual live shot photos that they pay to have photographers take. Yeah, it's really in that environment. It's really nice to be conspicuous. I hope, I hope that one day I get enough internet followers that marketers just give me free stuff so that way it shows up in the pictures. That's how um, that's how Jeff from The Biggest Loser who was on this is he gets like. He gets money. I don't know about like he doesn't make a lot of money, but he gets money from Instagram because he's got twenty five thousand followers or something like that from when he was on The Biggest Loser. Oh yeah, exactly. So he gets like free protein powder. He actually just gave me some protein powder. He's like, I can't eat all this, and I was like, I'll take some fucking free protein powder. Thanks, bro. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I have a friend. He's um he's not deployed, but he's just working um a job that's about three two hundred fifty miles out. Um, he's enlisted right now. Um, but when he's in his downtime, he goes to shows and has fun too and just from his instagram following um there's a yoga apparel company that sends him free stuff that's awesome it's like that's like the dream internet famous and just like i mean it's not really the dream it's kind of actually terrible no <laughs> but it's free shit for doing stuff that you no i beg to differ anyway. it is the dream because everybody wants to get paid to be themselves yeah see that's one way of looking at it but did you read that there was like a big blog post on buzzfeed or something i can't remember about that chick who is from australia and she's like an instagram model and she just like hates her life oh. and, <laughs> and how she like talks about how just 
terrible it is that she just like doesn't eat and is like depressed and she just gets all this money and she just like fuck it and so she like took all her makeup off and posted all these stuff like saying being instagram famous like ruined me it made her so depressed and stuff so she just like took a stand on it and was like trying to blow up the whole internet fame thing so it's like kind of destructive too to people i guess but dude if it's if it's like actually you being who you want to be like your own personality hell yeah give me that free money absolutely and i mean i mean the big thing like about the internet is just everything is there so it's really dependent on your personal filter to that and a lot of that stuff you just shouldn't let it in but that is unavoidable for a lot of people Yeah, no, I understand. So, what's next? Um, what's next was, you know, Coachella after that, which is just fantastic experience in terms of music. Saw great acts up and down, surprise acts, exposed a lot of new music. Coachella's a good festival. Absolutely. Um, it's expensive. Yeah. And it's overcrowded, but they always have great performances. Absolutely. They, they have great surprise guests. Yeah. And the guests were great. Um I saw some new music I was really enjoyed, but the one thing that was a damper about it, which I'm looking forward to making up for this year, was the fact that the very start of it, I broke my toe in camping. And it didn't even break your spirit, though. No, you I can just... break your toe, but you can't break your spirit. I mean, I was at a music festival, so <laughs> it was either take a taxi to the ER, so... You just buddy taped it? Yeah, I just put an ice bag on it, set it, Taped it and hobbled my way through. <laughs> Had a lot of ibuprofen. Oh my god, bro. That's awesome. You were on your feet for 10 hours to maybe more a day for three straight days with a broken toe that you just iced in between and buddy taped it. Did you have like a stick to brace it or anything? Uh, I kept... I, I've, did you duct it to your, did you duct tape it to your flip-flops? Did you have actual shoes? I had actual shoes with me, so I was good to go. And I went by first aid tent for supplies. And they helped um, you out a little bit. Yeah, that, and um, I got my first aid lifeguard certification. So, so you know what you're doing. I was, yeah, so I was good to go. It was definitely very taxing. Um, but it was incredible. It was a good experience. And then you were in a boot, weren't you? I had a one for a week, yes, while it healed, but it healed well and no um, ill effects from it. Did I know about feet problems? It sucks to hurt your feet yeah dude they're the worst it's it really just makes mobility that much more important let's get to electric yes. forest i know you're excited about this one this is your favorite absolutely festival right is electric forest absolutely going back next year um a lot of the smaller local things i went to were great but electric forest was just such another experience leaving on my own um sort of semi-alone when I got there my little cousin gave me a ride to the festival and I met up with friends from San Diego to camp with so I was going with you know friends so it wasn't really that true adventure experience but it was still incredible just going out into the woods in Michigan no shuttles no nothing just camping and the music festival it's like literally in the woods right there's a couple of clearings but it's in the woods 
Yeah, there's the entire thing is surrounded by all the camping. In the forest, the electric forest. It was incredible. Um, four days, not three, like four full days of music. And the band that it's owned by a band, so it's kind of independently still owned and run. It's a band called the String Cheese Incident. Yeah. From Colorado and just probably the best jam band in the world. Dude, and they have a crazy following too. Cheeseheads? Oh, yeah. They're incredible. Um, they, they, they call them Cheeseheads, right? They call them Cheeseheads and String Cheese Incident. Um, I highly recommend looking into their history. They pioneered... Um, independent ticket sales um independent streaming and internet following they're incredible they're awesome they have a crazy following in colorado they sell out in like seconds and then they go get scalped for like so much money and everyone just like shames the scalpers like you shouldn't do this to music like this isn't what string cheese wants because they totally don't want that like they're so against that kind of stuff but they can't really control it but i just know that string cheese at red rocks is like an event like the grand event it seems like for people that are those fans oh that's on my bucket list totally um but here's things because of string cheese owning it it's a hundred dollars less than coachella it's the cheapest festival in the country and that's crazy easiest payment plan less than 40 bucks a month so that's cool they make it accessible and the thing that made it better and more incredible than the rest along with just the open spirit of being in the woods and just Incredible people, amazing totem game of anybody who goes to festivals knows. The flags, the little stuffed animals, the funny signs. Everyone's encouraged to bring their most creative and best out there because the fields are just so massive and vast. Totally. Um, but because String Cheese owns it, the lineup is completely unique. It's jam bands, DJs. And what I got really exposed to and am the biggest fan of now is the live electronic mix of bands. Totally. I mean, I think that's kind of a thing right now. I, th- I consider Pretty Lights that. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, actually, like a full band soundtrack, Sector 9 is kind of like that. It's like jam band, live music with a DJ or two mixed in to like take those samples and loop them and create their own kind of touch. It's so cool. It's just like, I think, something that's so chilled out and not really that known by people. Absolutely. Um, in fact, the first night of Electric Forest, that full Thursday, um, the two drummers from String Cheese, their side project, Diodo, live electronic music the whole time, just improvised and linked and uh, looped, and then just dropped out and rebuilt. That's cool. But yeah, it was just a completely different feeling than <clears throat> things in Southern California where there is a city right there and there's a lot of commercial ties to it so to speak out there in the woods it was just completely separate and it was just the people camping because the camping was pretty much going 24 7 and just music late into the night going till 4 a.m the first uh, the two nights in the middle and i think a thing that also made it really amazing along with the people i met out there was um an old neighbor of mine who lived in pacific beach she her journey brought her back home to Ohio at the time. When I spoke with her, I mentioned I was going to be out there, and I just you know, told her, if there's a way you can be there, you should make it happen. Right before I went, found out she's going to work it and had a festival wristband too. So the second night there, we met up and spent, she and a friend of hers and our, me, we spent the entire time going around seeing jam bands and just having a great time. <clears throat> It was really awesome, completely in the festival spirit. 
to run into someone who you used to live with in a different part of the world, be able to tell them face to face that they had a positive, amazing impact on your life and really inspired you to like get yourself healthy and together and upward and just going forward and just be able to say that in person and just have a great time together. It definitely made it just that sort of transcendent magical experience that really solidifies that this is what you should be doing. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you've had that kind of same experience over and over and over again. It's just every time you do it, you have something that just tells you it's right for you. You know what I mean? Like it came in such a pivotal time that it's got this permanent place in your heart that it's, it's your own therapy. It makes you feel good. It's like it, what ma- it makes you happy. And that's awesome, man, that you found that. Yeah, it's, it's great. And it's really good to be in an environment where if you, you know, as corny as it sounds, where if you open your heart up, there's a lot of love and goodness that comes in instead of, all the negativity and all the BS that the world is trying to throw at you every day. It's everyone just like living their weekends. (laughs) Exactly. It's just, you know, disconnecting from everything that wants to pull us in a desired direction. And it's putting some distance between ourselves and the influences of those around us. Kelly G used to say that it was like that's when people could actually be themselves that everybody when they work they just have to like pretend to be a real person and when they're you know going to bed at a responsible time that's them just like living this fake life and when they're at a festival that's like their real self that's where they're actually themselves and the rest is just kind of like conforming and then they finally get to be free and just like let their weird out if they need to you know that's absolutely true um at a different part of my life, I was lucky enough to be in a situation where I was able to take a sabbatical and having that kind of time, I definitely learned that being up late into the night to the early morning with entertaining people was who I am. So it was great to find that environment, especially at these um, these long camping multiple night festivals where they have this thing called the silent disco. The silent disco is cool. It's just like... For everyone that doesn't know, it's you wear these headphones and there's a live DJ and you're on a dance floor and everyone's dancing wearing headphones and they're like loud and like deep bass quality headphones and everyone's dancing. But anyone that's not in the dance floor just sees dudes and girls dancing with headphones on and they can't hear the music. And it's so cool and it's so funny and it's goofy. I think it's kind of starting to catch on. I hear about like having that at, I think they had one at, um, the Great American Beer Festival in Denver. No way. They had a silent disco. That's that's the really year that I went. They did actually. I remember now. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, silent disco is cool. Yeah, I know. Um, what gets makes it really funny these days at a lot of the festivals is they'll have an A and a B channel on the headphones, and two DJs doing very different styles of oh music my gosh. sometimes, and you can see it by looking at the crowd. And the and the dance the dancing's probably all meshed up like if people aren't on halves they're wherever they are because their friends might be listening to something different because you get in those moods right you're just like nah this isn't what i'm looking for right now and your buddy's like oh this is exactly what i want to listen to right now and then this gives you the options no exactly it's you'll be sitting there just sort of on a flow on something that's funky house tropical house mix on one channel and then right next to you will just be three ratchet chicks on the trap channel (laughs) 
<laughs> that would be Bree. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, just, just Bree loves trap. Bree's, Bree's favorite music is to go to dance to is trap music. Oh, trap music! I wonder, <laughs> I wonder if she's like other trap music fans, and while she's at work, she's in her in her head when she has trap music on her headphones. She's like, "Quit bothering me! I'm selling drugs in my head." <laughs> that's not. No, I don't think that's her. <laughs> no, I don't think. I don't think so either. <laughs> but she does like trap music. Uh, Word, man. Um, we're running a little bit long. So I want to wrap it up, but Absolutely. basically, man, you, you do exactly what makes you happy and you don't let like people's thoughts about being 35 and going to fucking 15 festivals. That's so cool, dude. Like I just so supportive of it. Do what makes you happy. And it being such a great outlet for you is it's cool, man. I think a lot of people probably can relate to that. Like, honestly, absolutely. Um, definitely that sense of community was there at all the festivals I went to, especially, I highly recommend the camping. Um, like we mentioned earlier, for this coming season and beyond, the investment I made was a tent that reflects heat and light and has a ventilation system through it. So that way you can get rest whenever you need it and have a break from the madness. Yeah, thing is cool, man. It's like stays cool because it's got the fans and stays dark because it's got this reflective outer layer. So it's like... A dark hotel room with a fan. It's the total opposite. If you've ever been to Coachella and done these festivals, it gets 100 degrees by 7 a.m. and it's miserable. It's totally a smart idea. Yeah, and you know what that means? You no longer have the excuse that you can't handle the camping. <laughs> yeah, no, it, I still have that excuse. I'm getting a hotel room this year if I go. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about this. We've we, Not this coming year, but 2017, There's there'll be a podcast about something that I take you along to. All right, man, for sure. Word. Well, thanks again for being my guest. I'm going to wrap this up. Peace out. All right. Thank you so much, Steve. Have a good night. Yeah.